You are listening to the By His Grace podcast, and I am your host, Misty Phillip. Hey, friends, welcome to the 200th episode of the By His Grace podcast. I cannot believe when I first started the By His Grace podcast in the hotel room at the She Speaks conference that I would still be here five years later interviewing people and bringing you content to encourage your soul. And it's been an incredible ride. I am so grateful for you, the listeners, and I love it when I get feedback from you. So if there's a show that's really been resonating with you, please reach out, leave us a review or hit me up on social media because I always love hearing from you. You are the reason that I show up to this microphone every week. And I have a special treat for for you today. I have invited my friend Doris Swift, who is the host of the Fierce Calling podcast. She is uh, full of joy and she is a dear friend. She just wrote a Bible study that I actually had the opportunity to endorse about joy stealers, surrendering the joy stealers, rediscovering the Jesus joy in you. We talked about the importance of joy in difficult times and how we can surrender our joy stealers to God. And when we do that, it can bring true transformation. Doris shares her personal experience with finding joy, even in the midst of hardship and how that's inspired this six-week study. Plus, we discuss the power of sharing our stories to bring hope and encouragement to others. Y'all, I'm so excited for you to dig into this episode. I would encourage you, if you are struggling in this season, to feel the Jesus joy, then I would grab a copy of Doris's study. You can find links to everything in the show notes. Now, without further ado, Doris Swift. Doris Swift. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast, my friend. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Misty. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, so if y'all hear a little noise in the background, I don't know if we'll be able to edit it out, but we are live at the NRB conference, and I was so excited to see that Doris was going to be here because I wanted to interview her about her new book, Surrender the Joy Stealers, Rediscover the Jesus Joy in You. And I had the incredible honor of getting a sneak peek at this before it hit the shelves when she asked me to endorse it. So if y'all don't know Doris, she is just so bubbly and full of joy and the Jesus joy in her is just so evident. And and I know that it's not just because life's always been super easy. So and and the fun the fun funny thing about that is Doris has been working on this Bible study for a while and she's gone through a lot of things that could steal her joy. But she's surrendered those joy stealers. And so I'm thinking, Doris, about, you know, you're in the middle of writing the study and going through that and your entire home floods. Like, how do you have joy when that happens? Yes. First, I want to thank you so much, Misty. It was just such an honor for you to endorse the Bible study. So thank you for that and all those sweet, encouraging words, as always. It, it was definitely a challenge uh, going through having our home flood after Hurricane Ian came through and I just 
was living the book. Oftentimes you hear authors say when they're writing a book, they're living through it. And I can honestly say that regardless of what was happening, no matter what, I grabbed hold of the fact that Jesus told us that his joy would be in us, that our joy would be full. And I always um, grasped hold that my joy was full no matter what because I had Jesus' joy in me to make my joy full. So regardless of how I felt or how exhausted I was, I knew, I knew that the joy of the Lord was my strength and that it's the strength of others, and I want to share that message and encourage other people in that as well. Absolutely. That's so good. And you're right. I don't know what it is. I'm always leery when when I start a new book. Like, do I really want to write about that? And what's going to happen with that? Yeah, because that can be a whole thing right there. But I love that you said the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our strength. And I think the enemy comes at us in so many different ways and life circumstances and things happen that really try to eat at that joy and try to just take away from our joy. But if we can focus on on Jesus and study his word and get in his word, that changes our perspective on everything. Amen. And I have spoken with so many women who feel like where they've been, what they've done, what's been done to them, or perhaps they're going through a really challenging or difficult season and just can't see past it, can't see that God can use them, even in the midst of the difficult seasons in their lives. And I just felt compelled by the Lord to write this study to encourage women. It's a six-week study, six-week Bible study. And the weeks begin with revealing what threatens to steal our joy because before we can surrender it, we need to name it and we need to recognize what it is. And then we need to respond, which is the second week, by surrendering it to the Lord. And then we need to receive the joy openly and know that we have that joy that Jesus has given us. So to receive what God has for us, and then we are renewed. We want to renew our minds. We want to be renewed and refreshed. And then we want to rest in him and find rest because we have work to do. Absolutely. Yes. And then the last week is reach because God produces the fruit in and through us, and he wants us to bear abundant fruit yes. and be fruitful. And so what is all that for? It's not for us to keep to ourselves. You know, a vine dresser doesn't plant a, vi- a vineyard so that he can keep it all to himself. It's for others. And so that's what the Lord wants to do in and through us. And so it is a strategic six-week Bible study rooted in John 15, that helps women rediscover the overflowing, ever-present Jesus joy within that fills them, empowers them, and ripens the fruit that God produces in their lives. Mm, That's so beautiful. What inspired you to write this study? There was an event that I spoke at some years ago, I believe it was 2014, and I was speaking on joy, and I asked women to write on little slips of paper what threatened to steal their joy that day, and it was all anonymous. They could write anything they want, and they deposited them into this box up front, and then they took a white carnation as 
like a symbolism of, yeah, I'm going to release this to God. I'm going to surrender this joy stealer today, and I'm going to take up the joy that Jesus gave me and the peace that he offers. And I don't really think much about it. I figured there'd be things in that box like busy schedules and, you know, different over things that might overwhelm us throughout the day. But when I brought that box home and I just planned to read them and pray over them that the women wouldn't take them back once they surrendered them. And when I read through each one, by the time I got to the last one, I was, it was like a full on ugly, ugly cry because I just like was so overwhelmed with compassion for these women who were going through such difficult seasons and they felt safe to be honest about it because their name wasn't on it, but God knew who they were. There were there were so many things that they were dealing with, addictions and marriage struggles and and things with their kids and, and all kinds of, of things like that. So it just inspired the the study so that women can work through their st- their joy stealers, release them to God because surrender is so key. And so once they can surrender those, it doesn't mean their circumstances will even change in you know from what they can see but God is always doing something that they can't see and he wants to use them for his glory yeah absolutely i've experienced that in my own life some of the biggest things that i held secret or private that I didn't want to know anybody to know. But once I released that and was able to speak about it, then now I have total freedom over it where I I didn't have that before, but now I do. And God's brought so much healing in my life, but I had to say it. I had to admit it. I had to confess it. I had to surrender it and then let the Lord do what only he can do. So I have a question for you. What, what do you hope women are going to get out of this study? I would hope women would grow closer to Jesus and that they would throw off any shame that they're wearing right now because there's so many women walking around with shame and the things that threaten to steal their joy. So I would hope that through this book that they can discover what their joy stealers are, what is holding them back, and then surrender it, and then walk forward in their purpose and their calling, their fierce calling. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, We didn't even touch on this, but Doris, you are the host of the Fierce Calling podcast, and tell everybody about your show if they don't know your show. Thank you. Yes, on Fierce Calling, I talk with guests who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, which is my definition of a fierce calling, because we all have something that we're passionate about, and I want the guests to come on, share their stories, how God is using them, provide practical ways to apply that biblical truth to their lives, the lives of the listeners, so that then they can step out of any doubt they have and walk in their fierce calling. And the guests come from all walks of life. They come from all different types of 
ministry service and, you know, different things in their lives that they've experienced, but we're all connected by our stories. So it is so precious to hear the stories of so many of these guests. And I I would usually say women, but I've had a few male guests on too. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's been really fantastic to see how women have really been able to experience transformation just by hearing how God has brought not only the guests through, but they can look back in their own lives and see, oh yeah, God has brought me through this or that, and I do have something to offer, and what I've been through or what I'm going through is something that God can use for the furtherance of the kingdom. Absolutely. Um, Revelation says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. And so every time we tell our story, we're overcoming, and we can help other people to overcome as well. Well, you mentioned shame is one of the big things that people hold on to, whether it's shame or maybe it's anger or maybe, you know, whatever those particular struggles are that they're dealing with that really want to rob them of their joy. If someone is is struggling with that, what what would you tell them? How, How do they surrender the joy? What is so important, and as we read in John 15, is that Jesus tells us. He gives us the keys to experience the joy that he has given us freely, and that is to abide in him. And abide simply means remain. I know sometimes we can try to make things more difficult or complicated or confusing, but abide means remain. And he tells us to abide in him. He abides in us. Abide in his love as he abides in the Father's love. And he is the vine, the true vine, and we're the branches, and the Father is the vine dresser. And a vine dresser intricately and very personally prunes the vines so that they can bear more fruit. And it's very delicate, it's very intimate, and it, it draws us into this beautiful picture of the, of the Trinity of God that we're a part of that. And when we abide in the vine, we will experience the joy that Jesus has already given us, which is what really the Bible study is about, is about the fact that Jesus gave us his joy, gave it to us already. It's ours. And joy is not dependent on circumstances. It can exist simultaneously with difficult seasons in our lives. It's not the same as happiness. It's not based on how we feel. It's it's truth. It's God's truth, his promise, and we can stand on that. And each day when we awaken, we can, you know, his mercies are new every morning. Praise the, the Lord. Says. Yes, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I hold on to that one every morning. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about remaining for a minute. So maybe we have somebody listening who doesn't really know. They don't know John 15. They don't know what we're talking about. How does someone remain in Christ? How do you stay connected to the vine? Yeah. Well, it's so important to have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you have not yet surrendered your life to him, that is the first step. And it is a beautiful thing. So many of us may have grown up in churches that never talk that way, that never 
mentioned anything about a personal relationship. Growing up, I knew who God was. I knew who Jesus was. I knew who the Holy Spirit was. I loved them. I knew who they were about them, but I didn't know them personally. I didn't know that I could have a personal relationship with Jesus and that he was my friend, that he was my Lord, and that he was my Savior. So the very first step is to surrender our lives to Christ and just admit we're sinners. We're all sinners saved by grace, you know, and so we can... All, all of us are sinners, and it doesn't matter how big your sin is because I am, like Paul says, the chief of sinners, and even in the midst of our sin, Jesus died that we might have life. He came while we were sinning. So don't let your sin hold you back because I think that goes along with that shame. We commit sin. We know it's wrong. The enemy is our accuser and comes against us accusing us. And so we feel like we can't come to the Lord. But that's where we experience freedom when we come to the Lord and we just confess our sins. Yeah. And it's, it's just so freeing for us to do that. And I even wrote a post years ago entitled, what if everyone found out or something like that? What if everybody found out? Because so many of us have had things buried in the back of our closets, and we don't want anybody to know. And it takes so much energy to keep those things hidden. And we carry so much shame and worry that people would find out the truth. And if they found out, they wouldn't like us or they would judge us. But the truth is that God knows everything, and we can surrender it all to Him, and He loves us. And maybe we're not supposed to share it with everyone at once. You know, we don't want to cast our (laughs) pearls before swine or, you know, what the Bible says, but God will give us opportunities to share our stories with others and our experiences, good and bad, can be used for his glory. I, I had a teen pregnancy and I was a teen mom and for years I carried shame. I wasn't ashamed of my baby, right? but I was ashamed because honestly, you can't really hide that sin very long. Right. <laughs> it's going to come out. <laughs> People are going to notice. So instead of uh, trying to hide the sin, I hid myself and I didn't want to come out. I didn't want to see any of my, any of my friends. And Um, That was a really challenging time in my life. I didn't know where I fit in. I didn't feel like I was, you know, really still a teenager, couldn't hang out with my friends. And then I really wasn't like a mom going to mom's groups and those kind of things. So it was a difficult season. I had a very hard relationship. The person I was with, I was supposed to marry this person, and he did not turn out to be who he said he was. And it was was a really tough time for an 18-year-old girl to be going through those things. And for years, I carried the shame until I met Jesus. Mm. And And when you meet Jesus, it changes everything. It changed everything. It just transformed my life. And I threw off the shame. And I even actually later on began volunteering at a crisis pregnancy center because I had been through experience like that. I had a supportive family, but some some women don't. And they're, they're lost and as I felt lost. So I could understand that. Not all of our stories are going to be the same, but we can use those experiences to minister to the hearts of others. And God really uses it in in amazing ways. That is so amazing. And, you know, I have my own uh, closet full of junk that you can actually listen to podcasts all over the internet and find out because I got to the point with all my stuff too that... Once I confessed it, it was so free. 
And, um, and now I don't really care what people think because I care what Jesus thinks. And he's the one that I want to please and the one that I want to serve. And so that's, that's beautiful. And we do have to remember that the enemy doesn't want that for us, right? So he's going to isolate us like you were isolated, right? The shame, the guilt, the whatever tactic that he has to try to make us feel like people aren't going to like us or that the Lord won't understand. And I just want to say, and I know you echo it, that that's bull, right? <laughs> it's We need to bring it to Jesus, and he can take our biggest messes and turn them into our message and redeem it all. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask you a question about the Bible. What is your favorite book in the Bible, and then why? There are so many. Currently, it's good. John. They're all good. You know what? <laughs> the Bible they're, study. They're all good, yeah. right? And when, yeah. when you do a Bible study, speaking mm-hmm. from personal experience, like you dive deep into something and it really speaks to you. And John is so rich. I listened to the Audible. Um, I listened to Max McLean read the Bible every night before I go to bed. And sometimes I listen longer. It depends on how long it takes me to settle my brain down. But that's just my sort of way to be calm and quiet and focus on the Lord. And I've been listening to John lately and there's just, the gospels are so, so rich. Yeah. So much goodness. They really are. And I love so many of the books. You know, there's so much good nuggets of truth all throughout that, that we tend to grab hold of, you know, we'll, we'll quote verses from Philippians and Ephesians and, you know, my verse in Ephesians, I believe it's four one is uh, to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. And I love that verse. John is just amazing because, of course, I've been studying a lot with the, with the study. But I also love the fact that if you have a new believer or someone that's just coming to the faith, we can point them to John and say, read, read John, and you really can get to know Jesus through the book of John. I also love Esther, which is amazing because... The providence of God is all over that book, but yet yes. he's not mentioned. I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's yeah. so amazing. And it kind of reflects the fact that we can be Jesus to the world. And even we want to speak his name, but in some arenas we might not have the opportunity right then to do it. But the way that we live our life is is a living sacrifice to the Lord. And it will bring others to Christ through our grace story, through the way we actually live it out. Because let's face it, Christians often are called hypocrites. You know, tell us to do this, but you're not doing it. You know, so the way we live our life, people are watching. And then it it opens doors for opportunity to meet with people on a personal level and begin relationships that way. Yeah, and I I would totally agree with that. And even the fact of having joy, you know, just being joyful. Right now, our world is really crazy, and people are very selfish and self-centered and in their own world. And if even when we're going through difficulty, we can still show up with joy. And that radically shifts people because they don't understand, like, how can you have joy in the midst of name it XYZ, mm-hmm. right? A million different things that could steal our joy. Yeah. But when we just carry joy, it opens up the door for us to share our love of Jesus. So I am so excited for the women to read your words, Doris, and to 
to do this study, to really dig into the the book of John and what the Lord has to say about abiding in him and surrendering everything that causes us to want to, you know, the things that want to rob us of our joy. And the book is, there's a foreword by Suzanne Eller who wrote a book on joy. She's been on mm-hmm. the podcast. And yeah. so that's a, that's a great endorsement for the book right there as well. And so I'm just so excited for you. Please tell people where they can find you and find out more about you. Thank you. Well, the best way would be to go to my website, daraswift.com, and you will find all of my social media links. You'll find my podcast page and about the book, where you can grab the book and how you can be a part of this amazing journey to surrender your joy stealers to God and rediscover the Jesus joy in you. Yeah, that's so great. We'll put all of the links in the show notes. So Doris, thank you so much for sharing your joy with me. I'm so glad to call you my friend and for sharing about your book on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. From aspiring musicians to church worship teams, theworshipinitiative.com has resources for everyone. The Worship Initiative is an online training resource to help you learn and lead top worship songs with in-depth instrument tutorial videos, chord charts, and more. Alongside instrument training, we have devotionals for every song and training videos on how to be an effective worship leader from voices like Shane and Shane, Phil Wickham, John Piper, Ben Stewart, and more. Only at theworshipinitiative.com. Start learning and leading your team now by using the code SPARK23 for your first month free. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>